Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. Good morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Your grace and mercy. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Good morning. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Because Good morning. Hey, Kai. Hey, Andrea. Hey, Stassi. Good morning, Vicky. Hey, Sandra. Hey, Rosinia. Good morning. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Mm. Good morning. Hey, Odell. My God. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Thank you, 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 thank you. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Good morning, good morning. My God, my God, thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, thank you, but now I see you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Your grace and mercy, thank you, Lord. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your people today. Thank you, Father God, that you are with us, that you dwell amongst us. Thank you for your glory. Thank you for your glory. Thank you, Father God, for your glory. Thank you for grace. Thank you for mercy. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your peace. Thank you that you are an awesome God and a mighty God and a loving God and a forgiving God and that you care for us and that you care about us and that you care about every circumstance and every situation and every problem that we have. We thank you, Holy Ghost. We just thank you, Holy Spirit. Father God, we thank you for your word today. I thank you for your people today, Lord God. I thank you for giving us revelation in your word. I thank you, Lord God, that we are rightly dividing your word in Jesus' name. This morning as I was praying, I just, I want to pray that your cup be filled, that your cup be filled. I, I, I know and since some of you are dry, you are just poured out. And so this morning, I'm just praying that God fills your cup, that your cup be filled and overflowing, that if you are in a barren, a dark, or a dry place, that God will fill your cup up this morning and you'll get your cup filled in the word, that you'll give your cup filled in the word. Well, good morning. Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. I am Lakeisha M. Johnson, your girl LMJ, and that was the Mississippi Mass Choir, Your Grace and Mercy. And I love that song, and I'm just grateful. Yeah, Stassi, it brought me through. That was ministering to me this morning. Your Grace and Mercy is what brought me through. Your Grace and Mercy is what has changed my life. Your Grace and Mercy is what has brought me out of darkness and in just to a place of light. And I'm so grateful for him. And I'm so grateful for Jesus. And I'm so grateful for the Holy Spirit. And I'm just thankful for all the wisdom that he gives us um, for aligning us, for aligning us together, for you being able to 
get in contact with Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha for this, um, just this group that he's producing and this family that he's producing and how he's growing us in Christ and giving us more wisdom and knowledge. So I'm just praying today that your cup be filled, that if you are in a dry place, if you're feeling worn out, and I sense that, I sense some of you guys are a little weary, you're a little worn, you're a little consumed, you're a little overwhelmed, so I thank you today that he fills your cup up, uh, that he fills your cup up, that he gives you um, what you need this morning in Jesus' name. Yeah, in Jesus' name. We're going to get into the word today. Um, do me a favor, go share the video right now. Put it on your timeline, drop it, pin it to the top, put it in someone's inbox. Um, let's create an avalanche for Jesus. Not, not just let's create, not for Lakeisha, not for LMJ Ministries. Let's create an avalanche for Jesus. Let's be so bold in the word today that we share the word, we share the gospel. Um, if it's good enough for us to eat, it should be good enough for us to put it somewhere else so someone else can tap in. If you're on my Instagram family, just take your little arrow, hit the arrow and drop it in someone's DM. I'm just praying you're bold enough this morning to not even care what people think think about, right? To not even care about how people would respond, that you make a decision that it's your responsibility as a disciple of Christ to disciple others. And sometimes it's just by sharing the word, right? We share other things. Shadow, I thank you for that, Candace. Um, that fills my cup. That like that fills my cup. When y'all pause, when y'all tell me thank you, or when you just say you're grateful for what God is doing in that ministry, that fills my cup. So I'm just praying today that you, your cup is filled, right? That the light comes on. I just love you so much, but more than that, God loves you and he loves you so much that he gave you Jesus. He loves you so much that he gave you Jesus. Shout out to you, Jeanette Roman. Um, I love you, sister. Um, every circumstance, and I know you know this, you just, every circumstance and every situation, I thank you that God is with my sister Jeanette right now, that he is building her up, that he is filling her cup up in this leg of the journey. And just that all that she's been experiencing, that all that she's been going through, Lord God, that she just, just fill her cup, just fill her cup, just give her her reasonable portion, just touch her this morning, Lord God, strengthen her, Lord God, love on her just a little bit more, Lord God, just uh, give her a little bit more, Father God, a little bit more grace, a little bit mercy, Lord God. We stand in the gap for her and her household, Father God, and the circumstances and the situations, Father God. Give her the energy she needs, Lord God. Give her the balance she needs. Give her room for self-care, Lord God. We just thank you, Father God, that that is her reasonable portion because she is your child and because you love her this much, Lord God. I just ask you this morning to Fill her cup, Father God. Same goes for my sister Yara, for those that labor selflessly daily, Lord God, that they show up to work and they show up to purpose and they show up on time. And that goes for Jessica Marie as well, Lord God. Fill her cup up this morning, Lord God. Fill her cup up this morning, Father God, for all my other teachers and my counselors and all of those individuals that work in service, Lord God, and the pour themselves out daily for other people and they're not complaining, Lord God, and they're just trying to serve you in their mountain and in their way, Lord God, and my nurses and my doctors, Lord God, and Andrea, Father God, and all my parents that are single parents and all my mothers and even just those that are not, Father God, and my fathers, Lord God, I just ask you to fill their cup up this morning. Rodney Sean Morris, Lord God, fill his cup up. Give him his reasonable portion. Ronald Perry, fill his cup up. Give him his reasonable portion. Thank you, Lord God. Odell Lucas, fill his cup up. Give him his reasonable portion. Frida, fill her cup up and give her her re reasonable portion. And Fritzy, fill her cup up and give her her reasonable portion. And our armed forces, of course, Vanessa, fill her cup up and give her her reasonable portion. And Deshana and 
and Connie, Lord God, fill their cup up and give them their reasonable portion, Lord God. Give them their reasonable portion, Lord God. They've just been trying to serve you. They've just been trying to love and do everything that they can, Father God. So I just ask this morning that you fill their cup up and that you give them what they need, that you give them what they need, Father God, according to purpose, according to your plan, that they lack nothing, that they experience you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord God, fill their cup up, fill their cup up. Bless them, Lord God. Let them feel your care. Let them feel the covenant of your care, Lord God. Let them feel how much you love them, how much, Father God, you think of them, how much they mean to you, Lord God. Fill their cup up today, Lord God. I thank you for filling their cup up. I thank you for filling their cup up, Lord God. I thank you for filling their cup up, Lord God, that you are their reasonable portion, Lord God, that you give them strength Lord God, for all that they need, Lord God, just fill up their cup. Um, I could feel the burden of the people. I can feel your dry places. I can feel, yeah, you too, Sandra. I can feel when people are consumed. I can feel even when you're strong, even when you're in that press through, even when you're being sunshine, even when you're telling people that your day is okay, like just I can usually discern when someone needs their cup filled or the Holy Spirit will reveal to me. And so I'm just thanking the Lord that he filled your cup. I know what it feels like to be in a dry place. I know what it feels like to be giving it all your all. I know what it feels like to be giving it your best shot. And even if I didn't call your name out, let the Lord fill your cup up. Just take a time this morning and ask the Lord, please fill my cup up. Fill my cup up. Fill my cup up. Paula, we pray for you and your grandson Tuesday. Just ask the Lord, fill my, like, fill my cup up. Fill my cup up. I could just feel y'all this morning. I could feel y'all. So I'm just declaring that he fills your cup up in Jesus' name. I, I just think, I'm so grateful for y'all that y'all just don't get anxious and you allow the Holy Spirit to minister to us and to minister to others. And even if your name doesn't get called, it doesn't mean that you can't receive that by faith in the Holy Spirit, right? That you can't receive it by faith in the Holy Spirit because that's for you too. Lord, fill your cup up, my God. Thank you, Lord God, for filling our cup up, for giving us our daily portion. Lord, for downloading our daily benefits, for pressing in and pushing us and giving us all we need. In Jesus' mighty name, my God, fill our cup up. Your reasonable portion, your daily bread isn't just about your food. It's about everything you need. So, Lord, I thank you that you are filling their cup up today, filling their cup, restoring them, everything that the devourer has tried to eat, that God is returning resources to you, that he's giving you the resource that you need. I receive that by faith, Jeanette, uh, re, 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 that you need, right, God, right now, and Timmy, by faith, receive that by faith in Jesus' name. All right, let's get in the word today. My God, I thank God. I thank God for his visitation. I thank you for the Holy Spirit. I thank you, Father God, for miracle signs and wonders manifesting in our life. For the God, we thank you, Father God, for Jesus, your gift to the body. We thank you for giving us strength, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for just all you are. Now go before for us this day. We thank you that the angels are already working on our behalf and we are out of Satan's grasp. He has no authority in our life, in our home, in our finances, in our children, in our marriage, in our ministries, and everything you called us to. He has no authority in those places and we plead and we plead the blood of Jesus and we declare the blood and we declare a standard of the blood in our lives, Lord God, and we seal off our lives to the enemy now. He can't even hear our thoughts. He cannot get in our thoughts. He cannot give us words to say. He cannot be a part. Every demonic portal is closed today. No activity of the enemy in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right, let's get into the word. I thank you that I 
feel the sweet presence of the Holy Spirit. I feel him filling your cup up. I feel him restoring you. I feel him going before you. Let's just take a few more minutes to praise him before we get in the word. Lord, thank you. Lord, thank you. Lord, thank you. Lord, thank you. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you. We glorify you. Lord God, every educator that is on this devotional as we go into the sixth and seventh week of school, give them the strength they need. Give them the courage they need. Give them the witty ideas. Give them the compassion they need for their classrooms. Lord God, I give them the resources they need. Every educator, Lord God, I ask that you be with them, Lord God, right now. People tend to forget the outside circumstances, that they have families, that they have other things going on. So, Lord God, I just ask that you strengthen every educator, Father God, that they call on the name of Jesus, Lord God, that you be with them in every day way, Lord God. And I ask you, Father God, that you strengthen every marriage today, that marriage doesn't go on like normal, Lord. Lord God, and that every marriage that's in a broken place and that every marriage that's in a dry place, Lord God, that you begin to strengthen it, Lord God, that their eyes are open, Father God, that the sovereignty of God is working in their marriage, Lord God, that there's peace in their marriage, that there's joy in their marriage, that their marriage is coming out of those dark places, Father God. And if there is anything that they came into agreement with in their marriage that does not line up with you, Lord God, that there is a repentant spirit in place, Lord God that the eyes of the under their understanding um, is open, Lord God, to the hope and call of who you call this marriage to be in Christ Jesus, in Jesus' name. Amen. We thank you, Lord. 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 Kathy, I mean, uh, Tammy, I pray for that, for your discernment, not just yours, for every person connected to Coffee and Conversations this morning, that your discernment go up, that you have ear, hearing ears. So I'm just grateful and I'm thanking God to answer that. So you're just agreeing, you're just confirmation for me of what I was praying for. So let's Let's, let's get um, into the word today. I titled today's devotional, Open My Eyes, um, because we have learned that the problem is in our eyes, and we've learned that we need to be able to see God in just a spiritual place in a different way, right? We need to be able to understand what God is saying to us in this season of life. We need to have crystal clarity. We need to have unwavering faith. We need to be uh, steadfast. We need to be immovable. We need to be in position. We need to be in place. We need to be crystal clear about the clarion call on our life. Uh, we are done with seasons of guessing. We need to not be wise in our own eyes and that we only get the wisdom that comes from above. And we need to be assured. Um, 1 Corinthians 2.14 reminds us the person without the spirit does not accept the things that comes from the spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the spirit. Romans 8, 26, um, um, promises in the same way the spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the spirit himself intercedes us, intercedes for us through worldless groans. And so when we're asking for the eyes of our understanding to be opened and us to be enlightened in the things of God in Christ Jesus um, and the, for the hope and the call of Jesus Christ that's on our life and clarity in the mission, I'm going to read you this um this confession that I wrote by the Holy Spirit, because I don't remember this, but it says I've been called to a greater purpose beyond myself. My call, though it may seem similar, doesn't look like anyone else. Therefore, I'm not to compare myself to anyone else other than Jesus Christ. My life should mirror his, his because I walk by faith and not by sight. My understanding of the word like a child is imperative to me fulfilling my purpose on earth. Therefore, I can't be deceived by the enemy unless I live a life in the flesh. Therefore, every time I read the word of God, my discernment is increased and my purpose is made clear and my ability to impact the world will manifest. It will not be delayed in Jesus name. Thank you, Lord. Your word is giving me divine revelation, encouraging me to give my best, inspiring me to live like Christ and doing away with the idea of being a lover of myself. I'm healed, set free, redeemed and made whole because Christ lives in me. Holy Spirit, I give you permission to to 
do the rest, to come in and take over my life in Jesus' name. A life by the Spirit guarantees that I won't live by the flesh because God is walking with me every minute, every second, and every hour in Jesus' name. Amen. And so I'm praying for your eyes. Um, I'm praying for your eyes to be open this morning. I'm praying for you to see um, the clear, the clarion call in your life, that you understand your purpose, that you begin to understand who you are. Do me a favor. if you Don't do it right now. Don't log off now. But don't log down the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com. Go subscribe to the website. Go find everything about this ministry. Go get connected so that you can get the daily devotionals. Also, go get subscribed to the YouTube channel if you're not subscribed to youtube go subscribe to anchor just go subscribe to everything that connects to us so that you can share it in so many different ways so you can come back in and tap into the wisdom the videos on here will expire but they're still available on youtube and they're still available on podcasts so what do the eyes have to do with um my call on my life the eyes have to do with everything have everything to do with your call and if your eyes are cloudy um then you're not going to walk in the wisdom you need to proverbs 26 says most men will proclaim each his own goodness but who can find a faithful man right most people most men will say their way is right right but the way of the lord is actually what's right um uh, most men will say um, I'm good in my own eyes. Um, I'm going to proclaim it. I'm cool. Um, and a man's faithfulness. And um, it looks different because a faithful, a faithful man doesn't want or need to proclaim his own goodness because he knows without a doubt uh, that God is his goodness and Jesus is his reasonable portion. And so it's a trick of the enemy for us to say I'm good where I am, right? And I don't need my eyes opened and um, I've accomplished this or I'm where I'm supposed to be in the Lord. There's a lack of wisdom in this. Um, I can't proclaim my own goodness. I can't say I'm there. I can't say I'm arrived. I can't say I know it all. I'm not going to even say, oh, I operate in this. No, check me up, clean me up daily because I may be missing something. There may be a blind side. There may be a gap in something. There may be something I'm not seeing, Lord. So it is very unwise for you to proclaim your own goodness. It's very unwise for you to say, I've arrived. I'm there. I've mastered this. We're to come to the word every time very childlike we are to be before the word every time very childlike we are always supposed to be open holy spirit show me a thing even if somebody brings you something and you don't know where it's coming from agreeing holy spirit show me where this is coming from show me what's going on right here open my eyes so that i can see what's going on and i don't miss what you're saying to me or give me revelation in your words so you cannot um you cannot get comfortable in a position that's Proverbs 20 and 6 and say, oh, I'm good, right? I'm good. Um, anybody that's foolish to say I'm good is not walking in the wisdom of the Lord. And that's actually operating in pride. So just be careful when you say, oh, no, I've accomplished or conquered that in God. It's not saying that um, you don't have victories. I'm not saying that our strongholds are not broken and you're not growing, but that is not something you should ever be boasting in. The only thing that we're supposed to be boasting in is boasting in the Lord. So we started reading scriptures on the eyes yesterday and studying and meditating, and we're going to do the same thing today. Let's read Psalms 101 and 3 first. It says, I will not set my eyes, set before my eyes anything that is worthless, right? I hate the work of those who fall away. It shall not cling to me. I will not set my eyes. And I told you yesterday, anytime our vision, skip back over to 1 Corinthians. If you're not there, go read it. Anytime we, um, our vision is cloudy, we only see a glass darkly. We only see in part. We only see, um, uh, it says 12. Now, 1 Corinthians 13, 12. Now we see things imperfectly, like puzzling reflections in a mirror. And this is the New Living Translation version. But then we will see everything with perfect clarity. Um, all that I know is partial and incomplete. Then I will know everything completely, just as God now knows me completely. 
completely. So God completes the thing. God finishes the thing. We learned that a while back. God is the one that completes us. God is the one that finishes the thing. And so in order for us to have clear vision, um, clear, understand the clarion call on our life, understand what God is saying to us in this season, then I cannot afford to set my eyes on anything that is worthless. And you got to ask yourself, Lord, show me what's worthless. Because a lot of times we'll assume it's not worthless. And God is like, that's worthless to me. That That's worthless to me. That's a system that's been built to the for by the enemy to entrap you, to get you caught up, to get you where you're not focused. And you're missing what God is saying, right? And you're lacking wisdom, right? In a particular area, um, the Lord had to teach me. I don't care if you've known the scripture can quote the scripture, heard the scripture. Uh, you need to act always like you can learn something always. So I'll ne not set my eyes before anything. So ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, reveal to me the things that I've set my eyes on that's worthless. Reveal to me that I've set my, what I've set my eyes on that's worthless and worthless to me in this season or doesn't add up to me in this season reveal to me those things. Psalms 119 and 18 says, open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things of your law. Holy Spirit, Lord, I need you to open my eyes so that I see this thing from your perspective. Open them wider. Um, and what you're essentially asking is show me areas in my life that do not line up or show me areas in my life that need to um, be changed or look a little different or fashioned more in your image. And so I want to read something to you um, today out of Acts. Um, Proverbs 20 and 12 says, the hearing ear and the seeing eye, the Lord has made us both. And then you got to begin to ask yourself, as I've been studying on the eyes, um, how think about how important or how many incidents that we begin to see in the Bible where Jesus always restored someone's sight. So there has to be something to our seeing. There has to be something to our seeing. This has to be significant. Mark 8 and 25 reminds us that Jesus laid his hands on his eyes again and he opened his eyes. His sight was restored and he saw everything clearly. And I think some of us need to take that for ourselves. Jesus, right? the eyes of my heart, Jesus lay hands on me, right? There's something significant here when you encounter Jesus and he do open your eyes, um, lay hands on me and open my eyes so that I'm restored and so that I can see very clearly. You can pray that for yourself. Open my eyes so that I'm restored and I can see very clearly. And you can pray this for someone else. If someone, you know, is just in a very dark place, Jesus opened their eyes. Thank you for that, Holy Spirit so that their sight is restored and they can see everything clearly. Because can I tell you something? Pointing it out isn't always the best because it doesn't mean someone will necessarily get revelation. So you remember when, um, not, and not even just necessarily that, trying to point out that someone's eyes are not open instead of praying, no, Jesus, <laughs> open my eyes or open their eyes so their sight can be restored and they can see everything clearly according to kingdom. And then we can get into later Proverbs 21, 4. So I want to read um, something to you this morning. We're going to put an emphasis this morning on Acts 9. And this is Paul and Paul's conversion. And this is so powerful within itself of everything that happened to Paul. And we got to pay attention to the eyes and we got to pay attention to what God did for Paul. And we got to think about this from a perspective of what God is doing in our own lives as we're on our own Damascus road, as we're on our own journey in life, as we're coming into the clarity and the call and the hope of who called Jesus Christ called us to be. So I'm going to read Acts 9 to you. I want you to allow the Holy Spirit and ask the Holy Spirit, show me what you're showing us. Give me revelation in your word. So Acts 9, it says, meanwhile, Saul was uttering threats with every breath and was eager to kill the Lord's followers. So he went to the high priest. He requested 
letters addressed to the synagogues in Damascus, asking for their cooperation in the arrest of any followers of the way he found there. He wanted to bring them, both men and women, back to Jerusalem in chains. As he was approaching Damascus on this mission, a light from heaven suddenly shone down around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? So God was taking Saul's persecutions very personal. He was taking Saul's persecutions very personal. He said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Now, here's, here's how I know that because we were formed through God in the image of God, that there is even when we're outside of God's will for our life, even when one of our kids seems like they're outside of God's will of our life, our innate nature, our spirit man still knows and recognizes who God is. And this is how I know, I, this is the thing that just clarifies for me not to give up on myself, not to give up on anybody else. Because listen to what Saul says next. He says, who are you, Lord? He says, who are you, Lord? Now, this man is on the way, has been persecuting Christians. He's on his way to persecuting Christians. He believes he's justified in his acts. He believes he's doing everything the right way. And this light shows down. He falls down. It didn't say it fell. It said he fell to the ground, right? He fell to the ground. So there had to be power there. There had to be glory there. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And then Saul turns around and says, who are you, Lord? But I believe innately Saul exactly knew who the Lord was. He said, and the voice, voice of the Lord replied, I'm Jesus, the one you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city and you will be told what you must do this within itself just pro proves to me my self-worth in Christ Paul was persecuting Christians he was brutal he was ugly he was mean he was on this road to Damascus which we can compare to all the roads we've been on to like come on Holy Spirit things that haven't lined up things that have been outside the will of God things that what weren't for our best things we had were attached to things we had no business I don't care even if it looked right in our own eyes that this encounter he says I'm Jesus, the one you are persecuting, now get up and go into the city and you will be told what you told what you must do. The, the men with Saul stood speechless for they heard the sound of someone's voice, voice, but saw no one. So this encounter with Jesus has rendered them all speechless. My God, you, I, I, if you feel like you can, I have an encounter with Jesus? I'm telling you, an encounter with Jesus will render you speechless. You can't say a whole lot. He said, so then they stood speechless for they heard the sound of someone's voice, but saw no one. Saul picked himself up off the ground. Saul picked himself, but when he opened his eyes, he was blind. So his companions led him by the hand to dismiss it. He remained there blind for three days and did not eat or drink. Now there was a believer in Damascus named Ananias. The Lord spoke to him in a, Ananias in, in a vision calling Ananias. Yes, Lord, he replied. The Lord said, go over to Straight Street. My God, go over to Straight Street to the house of Judas. When you get there, ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul. He is praying to me right now. Now, how is it? That's why I'm telling you. It only takes one encounter with Jesus. Now, how is it? Saul was just persecuting Christians, just a hot mess, right? Just a hot mess. And now we catch him on Straight Street. Come on, that's volume within itself. We catch him on straight street in the house of Judas, right? And praying. And he says, he's praying to me. He's telling Ananias, he's praying to me right now. He's talking to me right now. So there's something that, that that's significant in our prayers. He said, I've shown him a vision of a man named Ananias coming in and laying hands on him so he can see again. But Lord, excla Lord exclaimed Ananias, I've heard many people talk about the terrible things this man has done to the believers in Jerusalem. And he is authorized by the leading priest to arrest everyone who calls upon your name. But the Lord said, go for Saul is my chosen instrument. 
Lakeisha is my chosen interest instrument. Paula is my chosen instrument to take my message to the Gentiles and to the kings. See, this is so important why you begin to understand or you get revelation that there is a call on your life. And when I say a call on your life, I'm not just talking about preaching. I'm not just talking about teaching. I'm talking about entrepreneurs. I'm not, I'm not just talking about the gospel and behind the pulpit. I'm talking about the mountain, the area of influence that God is calling you to. He said, he said, I love this. He said, for Saul is my chosen instrument to take my message to the Gentiles and to, king, as to kings, as well as to the people of Israel. And I will show him how much he much must suffer for my namesake. So Ananias went and found Saul. He laid his hands on him and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road, has sent me so that you might regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit instantly. My God, that's your word for today. Instantly, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he regained his sight. Then he got up and was baptized. Do me a favor right now. Ask the Lord, give me new vision. That, that's, that's what I, give me new vision. Give me new, new, eye, new eyesight. Saul had a whole different way of seeing things. And when the scales come off his eyes, God's giving him new eyesight, new eyesight, new eyesight. So there's something that was something to the glory. There was something in his blindness, what he couldn't see, what he thought for those three days was just immeasurable. There was something to his dark place because when he begins, when he encounters Ananias, I hear you, Holy Spirit. When he encounters Ananias, something like scales fall from his eyes. And sometimes we don't understand our dark places or our dormant places. Come on, Holy Spirit, or our barren places or our dry places or our lonely places. When we just end, it's just us and it's just the word and we in the house and it looks like we're seeing, we're not seeing and we're not seeing things moving and it looks like God is not operating, but in his dry and his barren and his dark place. And I truly believe the blindness was because Paul had seen things for so wrong for so long. And God is like, nope, I need to do a little eye surgery. I, I need to wash out what you used to see and show you a new and give you new vision and new sight for the things of God. He said instantly something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he regained sight. Then he got up and was baptized. Afterward, he ate some food and he regained strength. And then it goes on to say, Saul stayed with the believers in Damascus for a few days. And immediately he began preaching about Jesus in the synagogues, saying he is indeed the son of God. All who heard him were amazed. Isn't this the same man who caused such devastation among Jesus' followers in Jerusalem, they asked? And didn't he come here to arrest them and take them in chains to the leading priests? Some of you have been still questioning, how is it God can use me and God can use practically anybody. He can use a donkey if he wants to. Saul's preaching became more and more powerful. And the Jews in Damascus couldn't refute his proofs that Jesus was indeed the Messiah. After a while, some of the Jews plotted together to kill him. They were watching for him day and night at the city gate so they could murder him. But Saul was told, how was Saul told of their plot? Come on, Holy Spirit. So during the night, some of the other believers lowered him into a large basket through an opening in the city wall. When Saul arrived in Jerusalem, he tried to meet with the believers, but they were all afraid of him. They did not believe him. And it just goes on and on. But the thing that I love best, it says the church, because Saul was in position, the church then had peace throughout Judea, Galilee, and Samaria. And it became stronger as the believers lived in the fear of the Lord and with the encouragement of the Holy Spirit. And it also began to grow in numbers. So it's something about the conversion. It's something significant about the moment with Christ. And then it's something even more powerful about your dark places, about the places when it looks like it's strange and it looks like it's crazy, but God is giving you new sight and new vision and stirring things up. And a lot of times we're afraid to be alone or we don't want to be in our lonely places or we don't want to be in our dark places. But the Lord that God is trying to prove to you, my 
grace is sufficient to you, even in your dark places. That's why the Lord is telling us, I need you to steal away. I need you to get more quiet. I need you to get in a place because he's trying to prepare us to take the scales off of our eyes so that we can have a new sight. And often we are so impatient with the things of God. We are so impatient. We're running to the next thing. We're moving to the next thing. And we won't be still in our dark places so he can remove the scales from our eyes and not we remove. I feel like in my spirit, Paul had a spiritual surgery. He had a spiritual surgery. And even though he looked dark for a minute, God was doing something so significant in his life that would change the rest of his life so that he could power, have power, so that he could walk in authority, so that he can move according to God's perfect plan. Paul started out on one course. He was ordered by the king. He thought he was walking in right justice and right authority. And God came and showed him, no, I have a higher plan for you. I have a higher plan for you. I have something else more significant for you. I have something more significant for you. And I'm going to show you this. And I'm going to show you this more significant. So it's, it's necessary. It's nothing wrong with dark places, right? Because Jesus can is going to encounter you. There's nothing wrong with silent moments. There's nothing wrong with those lonely spots because he's buffering your flesh. He's doing things in you. So when you are in them spaces where it's nothing but you and God or nothing but you and Jesus, or you're pulled to very lonely places, I promise there is something God is doing significant for you. And if you will just hold on and allow him to give you new sight, new eyesight, instead of you advancing yourself and you advancing yourself and you determining what that looks like, God will do something significant for you. And then you'll go on to fulfill your purpose and everything that you touch will have peace. Isn't that so powerful? And everything that you touch will have peace. God has a specific way of doing things and awakening us to his call and giving us a new vision. We just got to be patient and wait on him. Isaiah um, 40, what is it? The 30, they that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They will mount upon wings like eagles. They will run and not get weary and they will walk and not faint. There's so much revelation in this verse. And this, this dark period for Paul was actually the Lord um, restoring him, replanting him, talking to him. See, he couldn't see, he couldn't see the natural things that he was used to seeing. And I believe those three days in darkness just broke it up. God was just praying to him. He's praying to God. He just encountered the God. He's praying to God. He's talking to God. God is talking to him. God is giving him visions. God is giving him wisdom. God is giving us clarity. And a lot of time we'll rebuke the dark places when we just need to receive the dark places and just ask the Holy Spirit. I'm not talking about depression, dark. I'm talking about those periods in which God is trying to pull us and draw us closer to him. And we don't understand what's going on. And it doesn't look like he's moving and it looks like everything around us is in turmoil and we but but because we won't take the time to steal away because we won't take the time to pause because we won't take the time to enter his rest right then the scales can't come off our eyes and we cannot walk into the fullness if you continuously try to do it in your own strength if you tr continuously try to do it in your own ways if your eyes um if your eyes are not open, um, Melissa, an a true encounter with Christ can change you instantly. A true moment in the presence of God can change you instantly. A real encounter with the Holy Spirit can change you instantly, especially if your spirit is willing and open to it. It can instantly change. It does not take, it, it does not take off. It can instantly change an instant one encounter lord yeah i love that it thank you for new vision thank you for new vision thank you for new sight so it ain't wrong it ain't nothing wrong with your dark spaces it's nothing wrong with your dark spaces when they're dark spaces in the lord
asking God to give me revelation, asking him to get, when things are not moving in your business, when things are not moving around you, when you're unclear of your purpose, when you haven't clearly heard the voice of the Lord, it could be in those dark spaces because can I tell you something? He wants you to be sold out and solely focused on his voice and nothing else. I told you he's the ultimate purpose coach. He's the ultimate mentor. He'll provide clarity in my dark spaces is when I've learned his voice, when I've grown. And I know when you cannot see something, right? And you cannot see your normal way when you cannot, when your eyes are not be on dark things, when your eyes are not can I tell you something? One time we had no cable and really no access to TV for almost a year. And I did not understand what God was doing with us in that season with no cable, with no real access to TV. Like it wasn't when the fire stick was out and all those other things. It was cable or nothing. And the only channel we could really get was BTN. And the only way we could watch TV, Netflix wasn't out yet. The only way we could really watch TV was um, we had to play videos and things in our house. And I didn't understand what God was doing when I didn't have access to these things. But the Holy Spirit just reminded me of that season. And it seemed like it was a very dark and a detached season. But what God was doing for us in that season was he was removing all of the waste from our eyes. He was removing all the negative things from our eyes. And he was centering us directly on him and tuning us in to his voice, tuning, tuning us in to our voice. So it was a different level of darkness and it was a different kind of darkness. I hope God, hope God gave you something today. I hope you got something from this today. I hope you seen this today. I hope you're getting revelation so that God can Open your eyes, the eyes of your understanding. That's something I pray for you guys daily to the hope and call of who he called you to be in Christ Jesus. I'm praying for that you daily so that you can get true revelation in the word, right? Um, that's good. That's good. Yeah. And so he can help you and you can see things differently, right? And you can enter in God's rest. Um, when they were on the ship and it was storming and Jesus was asleep, like I love that so much. And Jesus was asleep and the storm was raging and Jesus was at peace. It was because Jesus was, it wasn't just because he was Jesus, but he also was confident in everything the father had told him. And Jesus knew knew that his time was yet not fulfilled. And so they're like, why, how can you sleep during a storm? But in his eyesight, my time ain't fulfilled yet. My time ain't fulfilled yet. And because I know that my time isn't fulfilled yet, I'm not going to be consumed and worried about the storm. Jesus sleeping like a baby, right? And they all in uproar, even though they had seen Jesus. Jesus was firm and my time isn't fulfilled yet. This isn't the promise. And so I'm just going to compel you and pray at God. Show me the promise. Show me the promise for my life. Show me your vision for my life so that I can walk in the fullness. Let's pray. Let me let me say this. Let me say this. Um, there's nothing sweeter than Jesus. And if there's anybody on here and you've been trying to figure it out and the Holy Spirit has drawn you here and you're like, I don't even know why I'm sitting here listening to this woman with big hair, but something has drawn me in. I'm going to tell you right now, there's nothing sweeter than Jesus. The best decision that I ever made was giving my life to Christ. Um, the second best decision that I ever made was selling completely out to God. The best decision I made was when I said, you know what, Christ, I'm going to sur surrender. I'm a sinner. I'm jacked up and I need to surrender my life to you. And I did that at the age of eight, but guess what? I came back and did that and confessed and renewed myself. I have my own Paul experience. When I was 27, I got baptized again and I renewed myself before God. And I said to him, you know what? Um, I'm, I'm selling out. I'm, I need to really accept you as Lord and savior in my life. And Jesus, I need you to come into my heart and I need you to become Lord and savior in my life. And and then I went and got baptized. And so I want to extend that opportunity to you. I need you to know <laughs> that Jesus is the real deal. 
And if he can take this little tattoo girl who was a hot mess, whose mouth was something else, who thought she knew everything, who was hottie, who was idle, who had idols, who was on a path of destruction. If he can take this little girl who was a hot mess right here and turn her into a grown woman and grow her up and mature her in the things of Christ and put her on a path of purpose, he can do the exact same thing for you. So I want to extend that opportunity. And then I would love to disciple you. I would love to disciple you. If you make that decision, I would love to get some things into your hand and I would love to disciple you because I know Jesus is the best thing that I've ever done. And I love God. And I just thank him. And I'm grateful. Father God, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for divine impartation. We thank you for wisdom in your word. We thank you for saturating in us in your presence. We thank you for the power of the Holy Ghost. We thank you for this family. We thank you for community. And we thank you for Jesus, Lord God. Let us not be wise in our own eyes. Let us not walk in our own understanding, but let us walk in the way of you. Put a guard over our mouth, Lord God. Let the words of our mouth and meditation of our heart be accepted acceptable in your sight. Let gentleness be the evidence that the Lord is near, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for tithes, for offering, for all of your people that are sowing today into this ministry, Father God. We thank you for partnerships, Lord God, and we thank you for the glory of the Lord. We thank you, Father God, for every hand is blessed today. Every event that is occurring today in our offices, everything we're attached to is successful in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, yesterday we dropped a link for Feed the Streets, February uh, the 28th. Go see that link. You could sign up. Even if you're not out of state, we would love to have you volunteer if you're in state. If you're out of state, you can sow into Feed the Streets coming up. Remember, we have our partnership with the ladies and the Salvation Army. Um, helping them get restored, helping them get housing, helping them get the resources we need. Don't forget about that. The link is already available on the website for Pillow Talk. Don't forget about my event for entrepreneurs. So you think you're an entrepreneur. That's September the 28th. Um, it's a two-hour event. There's going to be networking things available for you. And out of that, I'm releasing some new um, things for for purpose coaching. So if you've been trying to get me to mentor and coach you, a very good thing is signing up to that event first, right? And then you'll t we're going to talk about some partnership opportunities and for me to do some private coaching and some other things. God has given me a brilliant strategy to help my kingdom entrepreneurs become the best that they are supposed to be. I love y'all so much. Uh, let's get rested. Let's get restored this weekend. Can you do something fun for me this weekend? Can you can you pull away and do something with your family? I don't care how busy you've been. Do go take a walk. Do something fun. Restore your fun. Can you laugh a little? Can you chill out? Can you not be so serious? God has an amazing sense of humor. Or we wouldn't. Can you go do something fun this weekend? Not fun, wasteful. Not fun, watching stuff you ain't got no business. But go do something fun this weekend. Connect to something fun. Most connect to your family this weekend, connect to your kids, connect to your husband. If you're married, go get on a date, right? Oh, that's awesome. Have fun on the cruise. Have fun on the cruise this weekend. And I love y'all. And I'll see you guys back here Monday morning at 5 a.m. If I can kiss and hug you all, I will. I am such a hugger. So that's my love to you. Those are my hugs to you. I'm hugging you in the supernatural and I'm believing God for everything. I'm going to miss y'all this weekend. Y'all don't know how much I love y'all and love connecting to y'all. Thank you for all you do and thank you for all you are to kingdom and thank you for my educators. I don't know what's about my educators today, but thank you for my educators. I appreciate Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.